0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by m Bank, your partner in possible. Coming up, the latest episode of 21 Questions – a subscribe-provided Q&A show that's proudly presented by Macadoodles, your one-stop shop for beer, wine, and spirits, now in Kansas City. Don't forget to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything from the highest-ranked Chiefs podcast network of 2022. And now, the latest episode of 21 Questions.
2: Welcome back to another edition of 21 Questions brought to you by McAdoodles. This is the KC Sports Network question and answer show that you guys ask us questions. We answer them about sports, about music, food, life, anything you possibly could want. Like I said, this is brought to you by McAdoodles. This is where the great one, Craig Stout, the Renaissance man himself, gets all of his wine his beer and his spirit's needs met is only at McAdoo's. It's the only place they can do it. Cause they have top-notch service, top-notch selection, and it's there every single trip. So make sure you check them out. They are now open in Lee Summit. So hopefully there's there's one near you. Jordan ha, ha, First of all, I'm joined by the Bigfoot himself. This is also <laughs> the entire time K Jordan, I gotta let you know this. The entire time KCSN has been going, I have never once introduced introed or hosted 21 questions no matter who is with me they have always been the host this is my first time introing it and hosting it so buddy you're in for a ride but how are you doing
3: i'm good man and you did a pretty darn good job it's oh, almost no, like you had you know a little something something in your head already that you were gonna say about like no Durels. chance i
2: typed it up there's no <laughs> chance i typed up notes right before we started so i knew what i was gonna say
3: yeah no that was all off the dome and uh that, that's kind of what this podcast is man it's really fun i think my first kcsn podcast was a 21 questions with Tucker and it was great, obviously. Then I did one with Joel. So um, I think this is number three for me on 21 questions.
2: See, this is a peek behind the curtain here. We didn't get that. Okay. First of all, thank you guys all for sending in questions. We are bringing all, taking all of these from the KCSN discord. If you are a subscriber to the KCSN Substack, at KCSN.substack.com, you should get an invite to the KCSN discord server. Twitter was on the fritz for a minute, and even now, Twitter's kind of a scary place. You want to just come hang out with Chiefs fans, talk about things that you love, sports, family, other sports, more family, friends, whatever it is. We have a Discord. It's set up to where you don't have to deal with the rigmaroles of other other social media stuff. So if you just want to come hang out, you know, subscribe. You get invited to the Discord. And then once a week, you guys can ask us any questions you want. We answer it. We're pulling all these from 21 questions. Like I said, we don't have... A, a ton of questions this week. Um, so, you know, we're going to banter here for a minute, but then it'll be a shorter version. I did want to say, though, real quick, it's been a while since I've been on 21 Questions because mm-hmm. we record these late at night. I had to ask Jordan to join me earlier in the day because so I don't have to stay up until midnight to record one of these based on just how everyone's schedule goes. So, like, I'm happy to be back, guys.
3: Yeah, no, it's good. And even for me, like after I, we record and then I edit these, I'm like, man, this is really like, cause you have like the live lab, right? Right beforehand. Yes. Then you do 21 questions. You're like, man, Maddie on those nights, you're pulling, you're pulling double time, but it feels like triple time. I bet. Cause I mean, you have kids and everything to, to run and, around with yeah. too. Again, behind the scenes, we also write a little game preview on the Substack mm-hmm.
2: that comes out Friday mornings, and that takes a little bit of film watching from the upcoming opponent. It's a, Thursday's a busy day for me, but enough about this. Enough about this. Let's get started. I, I, I'm going to attempt to pull the questions again, first time. Mike Denny asks, is Patrick Mahomes a greater KC sports influence than George Brett? Who else would be the contenders for the top all time?
3: I think it's got to be right. I mean, he's brought the championship back, and I, I don't know. I wasn't alive for the George Brett like big time. I'm not trying to date anybody on here, or like Len Dawson. Too, so like, yeah, not. Yeah. So me and Maddie are the youngsters. Um, I guess Tuck can be thrown in there too. Kent and and Craig can't really. Um, they're they're catching strays, man. Everybody's catching strays Geodics. on Twenty One. Yeah, it's. I think it's got to be Patrick Holmes, right?
2: I think. So. I mean, I. Yes, um, I was very young when George Brett's like highest of his influence was still there. I honestly don't know when George Brett stopped playing baseball, so I don't know how mm-hmm. old I was. Yep. But um, I don't recall. I don't think it was the same. And like the era of social media and stuff like that helped. I mean, the man brought the man brought a Whataburger to Kansas City, like single handedly yeah. brought a a fast food chain restaurant to Kansas City. I don't think that that's happened. Um, so during my lifetime, one hundred percent him, I would say. Bo Jackson's got to be kind of a close – a close would be my number two Um, just because everybody knew who he was. I mean, literally there was a, a national campaign that was just Bo knows and every single person in the world, sports fan or not, knew what that meant. So maybe mm-hmm. Bo Jackson, and like that's kind of harsh because, you know, we're split between Kansas City and the Raiders. But he would be my only other option I can think of.
3: Yeah, and I Derek Thomas is up there, like in terms of being in, in a conversation for like a top five maybe, but obviously, you know, Mahomes and Brett – Football, you know, Trump's baseball and Mahomes just he brought what a burger to Casey. Like, that's that's a really, really big deal.
2: It is. Um, yeah. So, I think, I think we got Mahomes, Bo Jackson, George Brett. They can probably take a two, three, and Derek Thomas is a good one to be in there. I think so, actually. Um, heck, Andy reed Andy reed might be pulling up yeah. in the top five, too. Actually, I, I don't mind that. All right. I've seen some. This is from Grayson Jasper. We got a lot of Grayson questions. Uh, thank you because we did not get that many questions this week. So, I've seen some people saying to bring Colquitt into hold, to hold, assuming a practice squad elevation. Do you think that's a possibility? Consider how that would affect the chemistry dynamic in that room and Tommy's confidence. For me, um, no, specialists aren't real people. Quit adding more of them. We don't need more Caspers out there that do nothing but one job, and then they still fail at it. Uh, that's only half joking. I don't think you should mess with it if this is becoming that big of an issue then you just need to can Tommy and have Dustin quit. come punt and hold if it's that big of a deal if it's not that big and you can talk to your two kickers to figure that out make it work i mean like i don't think you have the ability to roster two punters plus a kicker plus a long snapper plus special teams only players going into the playoffs
3: yeah the the chiefs and and uncle dave already have enough control over certain roster spots for special teamers and obviously you need a kicker you need a punter you need a long snapper um, you need someone to hold at this point in the season no like if it was earlier in the year and it was very obvious that he wasn't doing the job maybe you revisit not just Colquitt but somebody else or you revisit having somebody else who's already on the team do the job Um, then you add in like the I don't want to say public shaming of Tommy Townsend but like the, the public he's not doing it right element of it i I just don't think it's a good idea like in a vacuum it makes a little bit of sense but um in in reality it would be pretty rough
2: i've never held i can only imagine since it's such like a not minor but like such a detail oriented job that as soon as you're starting to question how you're holding you can miss your spot by a half an inch you can have the ball slightly under or over rotated really really easy just because your confidence is being called into question i mean that's just my feel on the whole thing yeah All right, Grayson. Again, what is your definition of a rebuild? Can a team in a rebuild year be good? Do you consider rehauling the whole secondary and wide receiver a rebuild regardless of the draft capital and cap moving forward? Mostly for me, well, I'm gonna let Jordan answer it first and I'll come back in and back clean up on this one.
3: Uh, I was hoping you would take it and I'd back clean up, but I can handle some of this. Um, I think, can I'm gonna skip to the second question Can a team in a rebuild year be good now? Heading into the season, and I think people are kind of shifting it now. And I think we've talked about like when did it go from a rebuild, retool year to oh, you have to win the Super Bowl? Like heading into the season, everybody was saying this is kind of a soft reset, a soft rebuild year for the Chiefs, and everyone's like, okay, that's fine. Now, in a rebuild year, can you be good? I think you can. Like Jacksonville's still technically rebuilding, and I'd say they're close to being good. I think the Chiefs are in a very soft rebuild year. They're a good team. Seattle they obviously aren't good good but they are a solid team so I guess it it depends on your definition of good Um, in a rebuild though you've got to like is step one admitting the problem and using that word I mean we've seen franchises like the Royals in baseball who don't use the word but obviously are Um, but most of the time you have to I don't want to say tank I don't want to say firmly commit But it's pretty obvious when teams are rebuilding and when teams aren't. And I think rebuilding the wide receiver group, rebuilding the secondary, that's not extremely common for contending teams to do in one offseason. The Chiefs are just in a different realm, I think, in terms of doing that. But um, that's a long-winded way of saying I really don't know what a rebuild is.
2: Okay. Uh, So for a rebuild for me, I think there has to be a known and expected or almost purposeful down year. Like the team mm-hmm. has to be purposely not as good as it can be in order to get better in the future. And that still sounds broad. Cause you could argue that the chiefs this year are rebuilding cause they purposefully were not spending every ounce they could to be as good as they can next year. But I think it also, it has to be a little bit worse now. Like you have to not yeah. be a highly competitive team to be rebuilding. I also think it has to involve shakeups to the core of the team. And I guess you could argue that Tyree kill was part of the core of the team, but I don't know. I'm watching this year and I mean, the core of the team it was Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey. And mm-hmm. I get it. Tyree kill was great. And he meant so much, to the team, I'm not trying to say he did not I just don't know. Just seeing how this team is operating without Tyree kill that I buy in that he was part of the core and he wasn't just the best accessory piece to a team in the NFL. And that's not a shame. That's not a bad thing. It's just look at the offense they're still the best in the league how can I make the case that he was a core piece so Mm -hmm. I don't think the Chiefs have lost a core piece yet they have not purposely changed over any of the core I call what the Chiefs are doing retooling they have rebuilt they have you know turned over their entire secondary wide receiver room but nobody they got rid of in the process in my opinion is part of the core and like the Tyree kill thing makes it iffy and I get it but Mahomes is here. It makes it an interesting situation because I don't know if you can ever truly rebuild with Patrick Mahomes. Just like the the Patriots never rebuilt with Tom Brady, except for when he was hurt. That's the only time they had a down year. I don't know if they ever rebuilt. They just kept building new pieces around him. And the core of that team, which was, well, just Tom Brady and Bill Belichick stayed intact the entire time, but I don't know if they ever rebuilt. At least that's my take on it.
3: Well, and and two quick things off of that one. New England went like ten and six that year that Brady was hurt, so they still had a really, 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 Dude, really good know team. What, we know what that led to. Yeah, that's true. Our guy um, Matt and, Castle. Yes, and, and two, Chris Jones would be if they traded him or if they eventually let him go. I would consider him part of the core. Before the season, I was like kind of in that Tyree kill boat. Given how many other pieces on defense there aren't, I would say if they lost him. That would make for a core loss. Still not a rebuild, obviously. But then you're kind of questioning, okay, is that core getting shaken up a little bit? When in reality the core core, like the core of the core is Mahomes Andy Reid. And then I guess you could say Travis Kelsey too.
2: Yeah. And and I'm, I'm with you there. Um, Grayson, when do we get a draft show? You know, Grayson, I ask myself that every single day. Every um, day. I gotta, I gotta get a hold of BJ. I gotta figure out when this thing's kicking off. We might have some fun stuff planned for that. Uh yeah. W- Getting, we're getting deep into the process. Um, Mike Denny also says yes, because we know Maddie checked out of the regular season after week thirteen. Buddy, you think I made it to week thirteen? You got another thing coming. <laughs> the moment I saw the Chiefs play the Bills, I said, Yep, they're gonna play again in the playoffs. Please fast forward. Okay. Lee eighty seven, please list the farm animal you would most like to see Maddie add to his collection. Oh, joy, you now.
3: I struggled with this one, man. So you have cattle, right? No, I don't
2: have cattle. Mm. I don't have cows. I have goats.
3: Okay. How about, so you have pigs out there, right? I do have pigs. Okay. You have goats. We just. Goats,
2: pigs, chickens, ducks.
3: Do you have like a farm cat
2: out there? I have a lot of cats.
3: Okay. How about, is a buffalo a farm animal? Say buffalo? (laughs) Uh, Think about it though. uh, we're going to do a live lookup. I'm going to Google it. But what if Google says, yes, it just doesn't feel like a, a farm animal. I
2: think a buffalo is like a ranch animal. I feel like there's a gap between farm and ranch here. Um, And maybe I'm just speaking out of turn, but like, I, I don't mm. know about having a buffalo. Like, I feel like if you're going to go buffalo, just say a cow. Like, right. Yeah. Or even, I mean, that's just my, that's my thoughts on it. But you know, if you yeah. want me to have a buffalo, like I can put it in the queue.
3: That that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. And I looked it okay. up and like there were a couple lists with Buffalo on it, but like it doesn't specify that it's a farm animal. It's like you could put it on a farm, doesn't make it a farm animal.
2: Yeah. So I, you know, we're we're probably doing sheep next. Sheep's probably well, we'll get turkeys again uh in the spring. So we will have some turkeys about, but then uh with sheep. Sheep is the next new addition that we haven't had before. Sheep are coming. Um, so that that's next on the, the on Maddie's list. Uh, but I don't know if anybody wants me to have sheep Like, they're kind of just chilling. Um, OK, Grayson asked for our thoughts on the Bills Bengals game prior to the horrific incident. Uh, Do you have any takes on the game before that happened?
3: I'm going to be honest with you. I don't remember it. Like, I don't remember no. any. But like, I thought Joe Burrow was dealing on that one drive. And I think he went like three for three or something. The touchdown throw was nice. But like, man, I didn't have any thoughts on it. And that happened in the first quarter, right? Towards the tail end of it.
2: Yeah, I think there was like five minutes left, five and six minutes left. Um, It was too early for me to have a takeaway. Both teams had had one possession, both moved the ball. One ended in seven, one ended in three, but it kind of also involved the drop. So like I didn't have any takes on the game. And then like kind of like Jordan said, I I don't remember everything that was happening because of what happened after. Like it's really hard to go back and like remember what happened beforehand. I just remember the basic score. So it's just it was too early to tell what happened, I think, for me. Mm-hmm. um from joel pinfield how much money would it take for you to be on the receiving end of a block from a pulling trey smith
3: that's Ooh. tough man i personally i don't have much shame so not a lot but still like yeah. are, are we stationary are we on the move like do we get to brace for it i'm gonna let that be at your discretion maddie
2: we're right so it just says on the receiving end of a pull of receiving end of a block from a pulling Trey Smith. And like, I mean, like, here's the thing. If I can just commit the penalty and go low, like if exactly. I can just chop him down on the pool, actually we're in the box. I don't think that's a penalty anymore. Like if I can just go low and like handle the 335 pounds dropping on me, like it's going to not feel great, but I can survive that. Been there, done that. Like, you know, so I, I, it wouldn't take that much money. And, you know, like it was give, give me a dollar amount.
3: Give me a dollar amount
2: a dollar amount okay, like do, do i get to try to take do i get to try to avoid the block or do i just kind of have to like take it
3: let's just say you just take it
2: i just got to take it just got like yeah. oh my god okay if i'm fully i mean i'm fully padded up he's coming around he's trying to he's trying to take me out but as long as i can like attempt to brace myself and just get absolutely flattened like You know, you you can throw me, you know what, you can just throw me like a nice dinner with Trey Smith afterwards and I'd probably let him do it. If he'd take me out and treat me to a nice dinner and I got to hang out with him afterwards, yeah, I think I would. I was going to say
3: 5G's. And like you can get a really, 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 really nice dinner with like a nice, one of those rookie dinner type things for 5G's. But I'd just just rather hang
2: out with him. At that point, I'd rather just hang out with him and like, you know, be like, okay, you know, you just like punctured my lung. But like as long as, you know, I'm alive still, we can go eat, I think is where we're at.
1: entertain, educate, inform KC sports network
2: from big dev. Will Jordan ever play basketball with me again? Or is he now too famous? Like kit.
3: I I played with dev once we had, like, I even made a group chat. So I tweeted out, um, in KC, let's play ball. Let's like get people to like hang out and play. And we did once. And then like everybody dropped the ball and we never played again. So, um, get it, drop the ball. Ha ha. But, <laughs> anyway on the, court. Um, on the court yes yes i i'd play soon i mean i haven't picked up a basketball i'm literally i can't even remember that might have been the last time i picked up a basketball so i'd be down to play again but um i do need to get back in a playing shape and b get a couple shots up before i go do that not that i was good before but like my skills have deteriorated whatever i did have is now all the way gone
2: i routinely tried to organize you know some basketball when i come back into town but like by organize mm-hmm. i mean like Hey Kent and Craig, do you guys want to go play? And we usually end up way too busy to do it, so yeah. I've not actually tried. I'm really scary. trying. I, this is true. Like I need to quit asking him. I'm trying to get uh, Christian Gumminger to you know, like we we had the golf tournament, which was a lot of fun last mm-hmm.
3: year. Yeah.
2: I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get a basketball tournament. I'm trying to get some three on three charity basketball going. That's that's what I want. Um. So you know, we'll, we'll keep you guys uh in notice from DSM Derek which player are you most likely to swap out with your athletic ability on the current roster?
3: Um, is this I, like, I which this... Player
2: we are the most, yeah. Is this the player that we are most similar to athletically mm-hmm. or like which player, if was given my athleticism, would the team like suffer the
3: least? That's what I took it as both. And I, i'm not trying yeah. to pick on anybody but i think lucas Niang. I, I was like he already doesn't <laughs> i was like he doesn't move particularly well anyway like i don't think i move as well as him um uh-huh. but so like i would switch with him there wouldn't be a massive drop off i don't think not that i'm an nfl level athlete but you know there are questions about whether he sometimes is either so
2: Woo. okay you know what i yeah, i don't I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't like I don't want to offend anybody with like my- exactly for any of this right. Um, I don't know. I like to f- fancy myself as like somewhat athletic. Like I can run around a football field and not look clumsy, but I'm nowhere obviously near an NFL athlete. So like anybody that like actually plays, it's mm-hmm. not gonna work. Like if you just want to have me straight up, you know, go athletic tests, uh, I don't <sighs> I don't know. I don't even want to pick. Like, can I take a practice squad job?
3: <laughs> yeah, if you want. Or, no, he's not on the current roster. That doesn't count. Ooh,
2: okay. Well, I've I you know what I've said I've never done it, but by golly, I bet me and Tommy Townsend could have some similar mm. athletic testing. Let me go punt. We might have the worst punting ability ever, but like that's that's what we're in. Like, if I was gonna pick another, I don't know. Uh Michael Burton, he doesn't play a lot of snaps. Mm. You know, I could go out there and play a couple snaps. Like I would get demolished, but like you want to give me a, a full head of steam and like, let me get demolished by a defensive end. Maybe. I don't know. This is a bad question. I'm talking myself into circles here. I, there's not a good answer. Tell me Townsend.
3: Yeah. It can't be James Winchester. That's the casual answer that everyone thinks of, but, like he, he's an athlete, dude. He's been an
2: right. athlete it's like the thing is I think I could do what he does. Cause like he can't get hit, right? Like yes. he can't get hit. So like you and I, you know, I've long snapped, not well, but like I've done it. Like I've, you know, mm-hmm. actively made acceptable snaps at a high school level with that way. Uh, so like, could I go do it? Maybe. I think so if you give me enough time to practice and I could run down the field without getting blocked, but by God, the first time I have to try to change direction and go tackle somebody to punt return, it's game over.
3: Mm-hmm. So,
2: you know, but yeah. And he's a lot more athletic than me um okay jordan that was the next one all right from zach Zimerax. what does a third chiefs chargers game look like if it comes to that
3: close I, I, they cannot with herbert and mahomes like play blowout football against each other and even when they do like the other one comes back um both games this year decided by three points each two really good quarterbacks um, the Chargers defense is is weird. Like, it never gelled together like it was supposed to heading into the year. Um, the Chiefs defense, you know, you could say the same in some regards. But I think it would be fairly close, even in a playoff environment. I'm not picking the Chiefs to win by, like, double digits or anything.
2: Yeah, it's going to look the same as all the others, I think. Um, I don't see why it would look any different. Um, it's just... It's the way these two teams always play. Brandon Staley seems to have a really good plan against the Chiefs and push come to shove. The Chiefs will out football the Chargers down the stretch like they do every other time. Yep. Mike Denny, this question is for you, not me. Um, I have asked this to Kent previously. What club in your bag are you the most afraid of?
3: I. It's got to be the driver. I, I. The irons are getting better. I love my hybrids. They are fantastic. I don't think the putter is terrible for me. Um, But I literally have zero control over my driver. I I can't get enough distance on it. I, one in every 15, I'll chunk. Like, I I just have no control. Slice, I'm pulling, hook, duck hook, fade. Um, I can't do anything with that club, which is obviously one of the more important clubs in your bag.
2: What's a duck hook?
3: It's one of those, like, and I could be totally wrong on this. I saw a Tiger Woods video that he was talking about his duck hook. And I think it's like a left, like more than you're fading in, but you're like literally pulling the ball in. So like instead of slicing right, I believe your duck hook would be the opposite of that to the left. And Peter or Mike Denny are probably listening to this. They can correct me.
2: You know, I, I'm just curious. I was trying to see if there was any like actual correlation to a duck. I don't see how a duck comes into that um so that, that was all no. unless like we mean like duck like oh look out i'm about to hit somebody kind of duck that, and that not, could like, be black, too black duck, yeah like i okay um i have an answer to this which club in my bag am i most afraid of um yeah it's gonna be uh the pbr bar uh and power and light because i really want to get on that bull every time mm. i've ever been there i and i don't know if that counts club. no that's a, that's close enough to a club uh it terrifies me because i want to get on that bull and uh you know whoever's run security always you know like let's all of us uh, certain people on the bull, but never yes. this guy get on yep. the bull. No matter what, no matter how bad it is, this guy cannot get on the bull unless I want to pay a lot of money for it. Not a lot, but like money for it. And that's just not happening. Uh, so Brian E of all the scenarios, what's your opinion on which one makes the most sense for the bills versus bingles situation. I'm going to narrow this down to two for you um, real quick, because we have heard, you know, from Adam Shafter the two Tucker and I talked about it a little bit today on uh, KCS and update of these two, which makes more sense. The AFC championship game is played on a neutral site or that whoever is the number one seed by win percentage at the end of the year has to choose between, well, if it's decided by a half game, I guess is the, with the ruling has to choose between a bye week or home field advantage throughout the whole playoffs.
3: I don't really have a preference for that. Now, which one makes more sense? I think if you're a team that gets tasked with picking between the buyer the home field advantage you take the buy but if you just want to get the buy anyway like if the afc championship game does get picked or played on a home or neutral field if the Chiefs pick the buy they wouldn't be getting that anyway so i think you would pick the neutral field under the assumption that if you take care of business you're going to get the buy now that's just strictly for the Chiefs. i don't know um, I haven't put much thought to what Buffalo or Cincinnati can do. And by the time people are listening to this, they already could have, you know, something decided.
2: I think there's a, so yeah, this on Friday, I don't, I think that's, uh, before this came out. So you guys have already heard the owners had a meeting and hopefully have made a, this answer for this. Um, I will say for me of those two options, I don't, I don't like the neutral site one. Um, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me to steal tickets away from either team, from like the home team, getting the game to give to Indianapolis Colts fans that happen to be in the town and want to watch a good game or the Tennessee Titans. fans, like, that's, that feels weird. It would feel, I almost say, it'd be feel more natural to just go on the road and play in Buffalo sure. than it would at a neutral site game. And also what, what are you doing about the two, three matchup? All of a sudden, if all the teams win, like the bank, Beng- if all teams win, the Bengals still are going to have never gotten their chance to earn the two seed. It's just gone. They lost that opportunity with what happened with the game, the tragedy. So, they don't get a chance. So the Bengals and bills played a neutral site too. Like I get, they're not separated by a half game and it would have required the bills to lose, but like that could have happened. They were technically on the way, so to speak to that happening. So how do you do that? Like it, it gets real confusing. I don't, I, I applaud the NFL though, for thinking outside the box with the mm-hmm. either or scenario. That's a very NFL move. And I think it's kind of smart. I don't love either option, but like, it's kind of smart. Um, Brian also had this, what is your go-to alcoholic beverage?
3: I've been going through some stuff, man. Now, um, no, no, not that that came out wrong. I, I haven't been going through some stuff that's like driving me to drink, but I've been going through some drinking. We're just going through um, a lot of drinks. Yes. And I've only been 21 for a few years. I mean, I turned 24 in a couple weeks, so I, I haven't been drinking for a ton. I would obviously never partake in, in drinking in college before I was 21 or anything like that. Um, Boulevard wheat, one of my go tos. Um, I we have comments about you know a tank seven that that has a specific flavor and all that good stuff. Um, Coors Light can't go wrong with that, but like if I'm not drinking beer, I like a nice old fashioned, I like a gin and tonic, which I get a lot of crap from my friends because they think it's like an old person drink, but I like gin and tonic. And then there's this old smoky butter pecan, like it's like an Irish cream essentially. Um, and I'll throw that in like a hot chocolate or whatever, but I also don't drink hot chocolate that much. So that, that is what it is.
2: Okay. Um, so I don't drink a lot of beer. The only time I drink beer is if Craig suggests something directly to me, or yeah. if I happen to be at like a nice, uh, craft beer place and they have a good sounding sour or like coffee porter type thing. And even then it's just like, eh. um, Big bourbon guy, drink a lot of bourbon, a lot of whiskey, straight, old fashioned, had a whiskey sour the other day on one of our, you know, when we were recording the lab the other day, like any real bourbon or whiskey mixed drink is good. It's my alcohol of choice in the past two, three years, I have gotten very much into gin and tonics as well. Actually. I, that if I go out and especially, especially anytime, like, especially here where it's kind of warm from like, I don't know, March till November, it's like gin and tonic season. Cause like sometimes when it's hot out, like, you know, even whiskey on the rocks, not yeah. not the best vibe. So a lot of gin and tonics, I found a, Pretty good recipe for one. Use some peppercorn, some elderberry tonic water, uh, get some fresh mint in there muddled up. So, I, I, you know, I make a pretty decent gin and tonic at home as well. Uh, so that's my choice. All right, what do we have next? From Hobo Joe 93 what are the top three positions of need for this team this offseason, excluding edge? What is the most realistic solution to solve each, the draft, free agency, trade, or other? Okay, so we are looking for the top three positions for the Kansas City Chiefs in the offseason but not including defensive end, edge, or any sort. Um, I think it's pretty easy then. Like, right? Yeah, I think there's four big needs. You're taking edge off the board, so the rest are pretty easy. Offensive tackle, whether mm-hmm. right or left. I think they need another wide receiver, especially with Juju Smith-Schuster's contract up. Like, Unless we're assuming he's back, and I think for this exercise we can't, he's on there, and safety. Safety play has been rough. It's been getting better as the year's gone on, but it's been rough. So how do you think the Chiefs should address those three, or do you have another position you'd throw in there?
3: No, that was my order. It was wide receiver, offensive tackle, safety. And like you can flip flop the top two. I don't think safety would be the top in either of those situations. Like interior yeah. defensive line could be a sneaky one because like Colin Saunders sure. will be on the free agent market. Derek Noddy was on a one year re-signing. Chris Jones, you would assume he's back next year, but still you'd like something to help with him. Um taking edge off, like that's that's a big deal. Cause obviously you'd have a clear top three or four taking that off still some pieces that you know ironically heading into the offseason some of these were already needs for the chiefs they're going to be needs again Um, that's another conversation for another day Um, I think it's just tough and I think people are finally coming around to this idea when the team is picking so late in the first round every year if you're looking for an impact starter specifically at tackle specifically a left tackle which you know it could be right tackle Um, you're probably not going to get that. Very specifically at edge. Now, can you get an impact wide receiver round one? Yes, you can do it in round two. Um, Now that's opening up the can of worms of would the Chiefs trust a rookie wide receiver to do all that in year one. So I think the free agent market, um, I guess other, would be re-signing Juju. I'm going to cheat there. Safety, I don't think re-signing Thornhill is a a big-time fix it seems like a patch for a tire that's gonna blow again i think um and then offensive tackle you can't trade for another one maybe you draft and develop there i don't know
2: um okay so yeah i'm gonna tackle i think you have to draft um and let no i think you have to draft i jack conklin was about the only tackle that really Mm -hmm. enticed me that was gonna hit the open market um and he got re-signed to the Cleveland Browns. So I don't see a lot available in free agency. Drafting, I think, is going to be your options. I think there are some interesting day two type tackles that you might have to take at the end of round one or in day two this year. So I see an option there. Uh, wide receiver, I'm going to say free agency. And whether that's signing somebody or just bringing back Juju Smith-Schuster. Now, even if they do that, I don't think they should stop there. I think they need multiple things. So whether that's also hitting up the draft or signing two receivers, somebody else to go with Juju, that's fine but we'll put wide receiver into free agency right now. Cause I think they need some reliability, whether it's not mm-hmm. Juju, they need somebody else reliable. It's not MVS. It's not Skymore. It's not Cadareous. Those guys are fun. They're good. They're just not reliable. They need reliability. So you need Juju or someone like that at the wide receiver position. And then finally safety. I'm, I'm all about draft, just draft safeties. You can find them all throughout there. Like, I think there's a couple guys that might be deserving of round one at the position. That I'm not going to be upset about cough. Brian branch cough. Um, draft Keely Ringo and move him to safety. If he falls, if the NFL, you know, doesn't like him at corner, but either than that, there's other guys, you can get the top 100 at safety that can probably help. So like, I think that's where I'm looking at is draft tackle for sure. Draft safety, most likely free agency for wide receiver. As of right now,
1: you're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas city, KC sports network. We'll be back right after this. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network.
2: From Grayson, who do we think would be the MVP if it's not Pat? Well, for me, I mean, it sucks. It really, 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 really sucks. But that week 17 game between the Bengals and the Bills not being completed, not being a full game hurts the chances of josh allen or joe burrow getting to be the mvp and i don't want to be i don't want to turn this something that's very important much bigger than football into an mvp discussion of all things but the lack of volume stats that are going to be coming out of that from that situation i don't think either one of them two can overtake mahomes there's no chance i don't know if either one could overtake jalen hurts so mm-hmm. jalen hurts is my no take that back let's get away from quarterbacks give me big nick bosa give me nick bosa give i me thought you were gonna say jefferson Give me the brother of the Homelander. According to himself, I'm taking Nick Bosa.
3: I was going to say it's going to be Hurts, right? I mean, even though he has been hurt and missed a couple games, like what he was doing beforehand. And, like, I'm big on the he would have had the narrative boost and, like, the first-time MVP conversation boost. And, like, that wouldn't translate to a bunch of first-place votes. But people were digging Jalen Hurts' MVP buzz. They were digging it heading into the year. Some people liked it. They were digging it middle of the year. Once they kept winning, they really liked it. Um, but then you come back to the team around him. You went not in QB. I'm going to say Justin Jefferson, man, just to be fun. Um, I really, really, really like him. I think he is super valuable to that team. Granted, they do have pieces without him, but um, what he does for Kirk Cousins, and I like the coach. I like the roster, but I think he'd uh, he'd get some buzz if Mahomes and obviously the guys you mentioned weren't, weren't up there.
2: All right. From Red Kingdom, are we going to see Melvin Gordon in the backfield at all? No. I, Ronald Jones is getting touches. I don't see why. I don't think that they are at a point in this game that it matters. I don't think you're going to see Melvin Gordon get out there in place of a Jarek McKinnon or Isaiah Pacheco to give them rest. That would be the only way is if this game wasn't necessary for the Chiefs to get the one seed. Um, that'd be the only way I could see it since that's not the case. No, nah, I, I don't think we see him. You have
3: any additional info for that one no and i mean you know god forbid somebody gets hurt barring that it's not going to happen and like even in the postseason like with clyde edwards lair he's been eligible to get activated off the ir for at least a week now if not two um i don't know what's going to happen there but i feel like they would at least prefer to do that over adding melvin gordon he'd have to practice all that good stuff don't know what happens with the bye week but um that is a 30 second way of saying no it, it ain't gonna happen
2: for sure. Um, from uh, Wooberg. it's a W U B R G. Does our curse against the Colts have any impact if we play a neutral game in Indy? Well, I got to say this. The last time the Chiefs played the Colts in the playoffs, they beat mm. them down. That curse was ended. Yes, the Chiefs have played poorly in the, against them in the regular season. Since then, twice, if I am not mistaken. However, I don't think there is a curse there. The Chiefs beat them when it mattered in the playoffs the last time they played. That said, I don't want to play a neutral site game in Indy if I, as a fan because I don't want them to play on turf unless they have to. Turf stinks. It's plain and simple for me.
3: Yeah. Um, Patrick Mahomes, that era, versus the Alex Smith era. Mahomes is the curse breaker. There are no curses with him. Like, teams can give him some bad matchups. Teams can give the Chiefs some bad matchups. They can play him tough. You know, Tennessee has been one of those teams. Indy's kind of been one of those teams. The Chiefs have these specific matchups where, like, man, the Chiefs play them this week. It's going to be tough. But like in the grand scheme of things, no, there, there's no Colts curse. Now that Mahomes is a quarterback, he has exercised those demons. They won a Super Bowl. They had that playoff run. Everything after that, no one should be scared of a curse just because. Um, it be it. Is it still Lucas Oil or is it something else now?
2: Who knows? It's hard These to names tell. Change yeah. all the time. Like Matty Lanefield at keep-
3: Lucas Oil or whatever it is.
2: I barely. I keep. I have only so much space up here for useless naming rights. It's all in the yep. college football bowl games, right? Yep. I got that. I don't have you know NFL stadium names. Uh, two more questions. This one's from Christian Gumminger. What does Tony Statline need to be in the postseason to make him the best midseason trade in the NFL this season? What other midseason trades were there? There was Robert mm. Quinn who hasn't been doing a lot. Yeah. What other midseason trades happened? Um, nine the Falcons that that might be the best trade for the Chiefs I just got done watching the Raiders versus the Chiefs Buddy was single-handedly responsible for like three of Josh Jacobs big runs because he just didn't fit the run very well and he had issues against Devontae. like you know that might have been the best trade is the Chiefs just getting rid of him to play other guys um I'm just trying to think of the trades Naeem Hines I know was one to go into the Bills uh Robert Um, Quinn going to the Eagles I think oh your buddy
3: Jeff Wilson who? To the Dolphins. Exactly. Calvin he's Ridley to the Jaguars. The we can't tell. Um, the Bradley Chubb thing, we obviously probably aren't going to oh, tell.
2: Okay. Yeah, no, but that's a good one, though. Like Bradley Chubb Matt, if they make the playoffs, Jeff oh. Wilson and Bradley Chubb do matter.
3: Uh Hawkinson to the Vikings. He's been making mm, some been plays good. for them, right? Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, okay. So he is. I don't have a specific stat line, but I'll say this. If Kadarius Toney. Plays every single game from what we've seen from Tony, as long as he is available for every game that he's playing in the playoffs, I'm going to say it, he's going to be the best midseason trade this year. If he plays yeah. as long as he is healthy and plays in those games, I think we've seen enough to say his impact is going to be better than, I think it's be better than Hawkins. It's better than Chubbs. If they even make the playoffs, so on and so forth. If you need exact numbers, I don't know. Average, even just. 60 70 yards per game which that sounds kind of like a lot but you know when he's healthy he's getting close to that you average about that many yards receiving per game you flash one nice vertical catch because the chiefs struggle to get them i think that matters maybe i'm being a bit of a homer here but i think introducing that element to the chiefs offense matters a lot more than whatever the stat line could say
3: yeah i was gonna say literally it also depends on like where those plays come and like how they do like if he they trust him clearly I don't want to say they trust him more than Hardman, but like he can do some of the stuff downfield that Hardman still isn't really clicking with in year four. Like Tony has a high ceiling in the Chiefs offense and he's just produced when he's been out there. Like if he is healthy and the Chiefs give him opportunities, he's going to take advantage of them. Um, His body control is impressive. He can track the ball. He gets up, obviously. He can beat, uh, he can get clean releases. Like he's a good player. And I think if he has two noticeable place if not even one big play per game that's going to make him the best acquisition
2: yeah so i'm looking now he has three games where he played for the chiefs where or two games sorry two games where he played over 30 percent of the snaps in those two games he had what are we looking at here over 90 total yards and over 70 total yards uh he scored a touchdown in one of them so like he's you know when he plays when he's playing yeah. a significant role He's doing things now. He's been hampered other games before. So, like, there's a long stretch of games in there where he barely played. You know, he was playing 6%, 22% of the snaps. But if he plays 30 plus percent of the snaps, I think just simply he will do it. Like, that's going to make him more important than any of these other guys, mostly because of the offense that he's entering, not even necessarily the stat line, just the offense that he's entering. Jay, the fan one, a final question. How many shots of 360 vodka before you are feeling ready to go up against Pachiques? in the Oklahoma drill.
3: Um, man, that's Isaiah. Pacheco I'm going to defer to you. That aren't yeah.
2: Long-term listeners. Um, I'm deferring the to emu. You. the emu running wild. Uh, okay. To me, it's simple Is this, you know, I already said, I'm going to go take a pulling block from Trey Smith, uh, for, to hang out with him. So like, you know, you can get me one shot of this vodka, none, and I'll do it. And here's the best part he's going to beat me off my back. Like, what's he going to do? Like, I'm not even going to be able to touch him. He's going to be so much faster than me. I'm still going to be spinning over and standing up and he's going to be running by me. Like we don't even have to have contact. It would be Mm -hmm. silly of him to take it on. I'm not a tiny guy. Like there's no reason to run by me through me. If you can run by me, if he wants to run through me, fine. So be it. I've already taken Trey Smith plowing me into the ground. You know, it is what it is.
3: Yeah. I was going to say that too. Like, what are, are we getting anything for it? Like, are we getting paid? Are we getting like, do we get to hang out with them? What, what's the, is there a reward or is it just the satisfaction of going head to head with, with Isaiah Pacheco and Oklahoma drill? I think it's I zero r- regardless. Like, rules, right?
2: Yeah, it's not I like how, how
3: drunk, how drunk do you have to be before you like want to tackle Isaiah Pacheco? You could take it right. that way, which it would take a lot. He's like, I don't have anything against him despite uh, my, Wet blanketism at, at the beginning of the year and in the preseason oh, and, and training camp, but okay, I was leaving the Pacheco situation. hater, dude.
2: He he might run through you instead of around you if he gets. He might chance. hate me about secretly. He might have
3: like a, a printed tweet. Like I, I don't uh, know.
2: Listen, I I sat down and talked with Isaiah Pacheco at the Shrine Bowl last year in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. I I don't think that he's a big like searching his name on on Twitter kind of guy. Just he seems like we're um, so sitting down with him, gonna to talk to him. You know, we, we we talked, we chatted for a little bit, felt like I got to know him a little bit. Like, yeah, I would do it, I'd have fun with it. He'd probably flatten me for sure, but you know, I'm not a tiny guy. Like, I you know, just you know, I I think I can absorb the contact and end up rolling okay with it. Um, yeah. So that's gonna do it. That's gonna do it for 21 questions this week. Thank you, the Bigfoot. Thank you, everybody, for asking questions. We appreciate it. You know, hopefully this didn't ramble on too long. Like I said, first time hosting one of these. I talk a lot, it is what it is. If you're tired of my voice, I am sure. Craig Stout or Kent Swanson will be back next week with their much more soldiery voices to introduce you into these
3: podcasts and host your way through it. Got any final words, Jordan? No, man, thank you. You did great first time hosting and uh, let's see this again sometime, man. It was fun. All right, buddy. Thank you so much. Have a good evening, everybody.
1: Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain, educate, inform KC Sports Network.